Welcome back, boys and girls. Week 8, college football slate. I don't know if that's right, but we're rolling with it. Week 8, Pick Your Poison podcast is back after potentially, potentially the hottest week in Pick Your Poison history. I feel like we keep repeating ourselves saying that, but we are literally hotter than the surface of the sun. We're hotter than your stepmom. I swear. Oh, yeah. Way hotter than your stepmom. I mean... There, week to week, I don't think either one of us has, has maybe since the first weeks when there were just fake games on, I think legitimately every week the worst we have done is break even. I had one, one in four week, and including that into my total record, I am up 30 units still. Yeah, I mean, and you've hit some money line winners that I haven't quite hit. I've been sprinkling a little more across the whole board. You've been a little more consolidated. But still, I'm up 17 units, which is, over the season, very good up to this point with still a bunch of time left. It's been hot. Last week, we gave you winners all over the board. I was personally 7-4, and four, plus 5 units, sprinkling a couple 2-unit plays all over. And that's not even including pulling Profiteers' absolute money shot. Fire from half court. Me. Literally, fire from half court, buckets for the win, Pullman. Yeah, it was a huge week. First, we'll start with uh, Liberty plus 400. Hit that to begin the day. We thought we were going to lose with a block kick. Hit the cover, but not the money line. Nope, they took the timeout. Get another play. For some reason, they didn't want to cover the wide receivers. Give us a 51-yarder. Yeah, Absolutely love it. Huge. The second one, though, Arkansas plus the points. We had a little bad mojo first half. We were worried for a bit. I'm not going to lie, folks. I was folks. a little worried. 10-0. We'd called the Hogs very hard for the 18th week in a row or whatever it feels like. They came back second half. That's we the hogs don't let us down and we don't let the hogs down. We pick them, they pick us. It was a it was a quid pro quo. You know, we were wearing hog shirts out to the bar. They got down to nothing. They gave us their absolute hammers in the second half to come back on Tennessee and boat race them out of the building. It was that not third even close. quarter was magical. Oh. I, no better way to script it. Some finger darts. Some good mojo, some hog shirts. Maybe we might have pissed off some UT fans, but welcome to Saturday. I about to say, that's just another one of the books for us. Ended up at Rayford's, always a good time. Always a good time. So, we'll get right into this week. It is a puke of a week with COVID. I guess Halloween fucked everything up. I don't know. So, this is my theory. I think, I think LSU and Mississippi State, two teams, I think they just don't want to play the games anymore. So, their players have just quit. And so, they're just going out, living their lives like usual, catching COVID getting tested every day, basically. Eventually, if you go out and live your life and you get tested every single day, you're eventually going to get... I mean, if the best thing that could happen in your football program is the rest of the game so you get canceled, exactly. then you're probably going to do that. And I think you're right, spot on, LSU and so State. So those, those are the two teams that have that have just given up and want COVID. A&M, they have COVID issues as well. You can never come back. You can never travel to Columbia, South Carolina, and come back without catching a disease. So I don't really blame them for that. You know, they're still in the they're still a top five, top ten team. But you know, you travel to Columbia, you're gonna catch a disease. You go it just to the so state, to be COVID. You go to the state of South Carolina, you're gonna come back with some kind of sore or some, yeah. some weird rash exactly. somewhere on your body. And they just got COVID. So it's probably better than uh, the alternative in Columbia. And then the Georgia-Missouri game is also canceled. I don't know. Maybe uh, Kirby is evaluating his quarterbacks. Yeah, Dennis Dodd. I'm looking at you. Freaking dumbass calling Kirby Smart a quarterback whisperer. I refuse to let that die. Maybe Kirby's having to bring out his book and reevaluate his whole quarterback grand scheme that he's that he's written up that and maybe get Dennis Dodd's opinion on it. Mattis might have been in Kellen Mond category how bad he was playing 
They, it was atrocious. And honestly, whatever bad happens to their program, they deserve. Dude, how are they not at the point where just give JT Daniels a shot? I don't know. Just give him a shot. Just trot him out there. Let him freaking his, throw the ball over the field. His ankle has to be like holding on by skin only if that's the reason. he. That's going to be the only reason he's not playing. I don't know. It's, it's far beyond me. I don't know. Kirby Smart, the QB whisperer, must know greater than I. I haven't even heard injuries that much. Like, how has no one asked the question? I don't know. But... Either way, they're done. So those are all the COVID issues, but we'll get right into it. We'll talk about the SEC games. We'll throw out some of our other picks from other conferences that are also locks like we find across the slate. And then at the end of the pod, a little bonus Mount Rushmore for the people at home. A bonus Mount Rushmore. Stay tuned to the very end. We'll have a special guest on as well. So I think the listeners will like it. We'll get right into Sorry Not Sorry. Of course, my uh, Sorry Not Sorry this week goes to uh, A&M fans, players, and general weirdos who like that program. Cult, cult followers. Sorry you guys can't beat the shit out of Tennessee this week. I'm sorry. Look, it's fun. I'm sure everyone wants to do it. But you're grounded right now, and it's not your fault. Mm-mm. It's like your brother brought home alcohol and your mom grounded both of you. You're grounded right now because Tennessee, they want to quit on the season. They want to get covid they don't want to play. It's fine. But sorry, not sorry, A&M fans. You can't get an easy win this week. Yeah, that is tough for A&M fans. I mean, that's a, you look at the rest of their schedule, there's some tough games down the stretch. Tennessee was an easy chalk it up as a dub. But, you know, maybe they can replay it and still weasel their way into the back door of number four spot in the college football playoff. My sorry, not sorry, Kevin Warren. Big Ten Commissioner. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you try to ruin the entire college football season back in the summer? Did you try to cancel college football as a whole? Well, let me tell you this, Kevin Warren. I'm sorry your second-best team, Wisconsin, hasn't even has played one game so far this season, and they have no chance of, of making any sort of you know postseason run. I'm sorry your best team, Ohio State, your only hope at making the college football playoff, has now gotten a game canceled because of your stupid rules of COVID. I'm sorry. This is all your fault. You try to get... The whole college football season canceled back in the day. SEC stood strong. This is all coming back to bite you now. This is all you're doing. So don't come complaining to the college football playoff when you are sitting at home on your ass come playoff time. You know the Warrens are losers because his father does that and the son is actually a tight end at Mississippi State. Oh, so Lord. just losing his genetic that, yeah, that is in, Yeah, that is in the DNA. Remind me to stay as far away from the Warrens as possible. Um, I guess uh, we'll get in the next uh, segment right here. This is from BuzzFeed News. Four Seasons Total Landscaping now exists in virtual reality, and furries have flocked to it. Now, that raises some questions for me. One, who has the expertise to create something in virtual reality that quick? And then B, why did furries naturally select well, that as their play? <laughs> that was a lot to take it. I'm going to need you to read that again and just slow it down a little bit. I'll, I'll break it down in some yeah, yeah, Bruder yeah. film style. Exactly. Four seasons total landscaping, where Trump gave his concessions, or kind of concession, but not real concession speech. Uh, That building now exists in virtual reality. And furries, if you don't know, there are people who like to have sex in animal costumes, have now been flocking to it. And I so think, furries in virtual reality. So furries in real life are going to the virtual world with furry anime and characters. And becoming furries there. Yeah, becoming furries there and then flocking to this virtual hotel to then bang Landscaping other, building, yes. Landscaping building to bang other furries? Yes. Wow. Which, my biggest red flag of the whole thing, furries. You're already weird. You're masked. Just go be furries in front of that building already. Like, yeah. you don't need to do it in virtual reality. You have masks. Yeah, you're already incognito. Like, just go do it. No, I mean, it's 2020. You can literally do whatever you want, basically, at this point. There are no rules or no stipulations. Do whatever the hell you want. 
be you. Be a furry in real life. You don't have to go to virtual reality at this point to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it just kind of seems like a whole spilled milk situation here. <laughs> that is a lot going on in that headline, but we'll get right into these games. Not a lot, like we said, SEC slate-wise, but we get right into it. First game on the SEC is at 11 o'clock on SEC Network. Vanderbilt, the barn burner. Vanderbilt traveling to Kentucky, to Lexington, Kroger Field. Kentucky is a 17-point home favorite with an over-under of 41 and a half. 41 and a half as an over-under in this game, Pullman. This is, I mean, I, I wish this game would have gotten COVID because it's pretty disgusting. I What's wish your... this game was on 2.30 at CBS. Yeah, the uh, nation yeah, watching. Yes, no, no, put this after the Masters. Give it the 6 o'clock CBS after the Masters. Let everyone that's watching the Masters stroll on into a CBS 0-5 Vanderbilt versus 2-4 Kentucky. That really moves the needle. I guess I'll jump in here. Give me the Cats, uh, minus 17. Over-under set at 42, correct? Give me the under 42 here. Uh, Vandy's not going to score a point. <laughs> yes. I, I whatever way to wrap this, whatever the team, I don't care if the team total is at two and a half. <laughs> if it's at one and a half, Vandy gets a safety, take the under. That team total is, I, I mean, it's got to be below a touchdown. I don't. Kentucky's defense is very impressive, and what what they've done oh. all year, I love. Uh, I love the coaching, the way they fly to the ball. Vandy can't make adjustments. They're not good in the first place. So yeah, I mean, the under is going to hit in this game unless Kentucky covers it by themselves. I don't think they will. I think they're a little too nice of guys to do that. But, yeah, give me the Cats here, minus 17, the under, and when available, the under, whatever it is, Vandy team total. Yeah, that. Th I mean, I'm sticking right there with you. I have the Cats. I don't have the under. I have minus 17. You lay these points, and you don't even think about it. You don't even think about it. This is a two-unit play. Vanderbilt, like you said, will not score. I can't believe taking a minus 17 with an under of 41, that's – I mean, that's the, the score has to be, what, like 24 to – to like seven basically like that's what you're looking for yeah. there to hit this but I, and 24 to seven here sounds high for this game yeah that's what it's gonna be i think like i mean i i think it might be 24 21 to nothing 24 to nothing like vanderbilt is so the, they the only game they could win was last week they almost did it but they're so incredibly bad they couldn't even take advantage of a mississippi state team that literally could not care less could not care less they scored on the first three drives and then just didn't care the rest of the game Lay the points with Kentucky. They still have a little bit of pride left in them. This is at Kroger Field. Vanderbilt, I can't even believe they're still playing football this year. Like, COVID be damned. Just, you're so bad. Just quit. Just go ahead and quit. So, lay the points and don't even think about it. This is the 11 o'clock game. Just take the cats. You don't even have to wake up in time. If you're too hungover on Friday, not after Friday night, just roll out of bed at 1.30 and wake up with a winner because this one's going to be over early. Not a lot of points either. I like your Pullman's under there. The second game we have is Arkansas, already at 6 o'clock here. So only three games, like we said. Arkansas traveling to Florida. It's probably the best of the three games, honestly. For sure the best of the three games. Arkansas at the, at the Swamp in Gainesville, catching 17.5 as a road dog here, over under 62.5, Pullman. I, I do not think Kyle Pitts is going to play this game, Florida's first-round draft pick tight end. I think Kyle Pitts got concussion protocol. I think either way they're just going to hold him out because they have higher aspirations than winning this game. Pullman, you've been calling the Hogs all year. They've been your team. You're the mayor. You're the governor. What's your read? Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to flip it here. No! I like I'm kidding. Oh! We're calling the Hogs again. Oh! Woo! Big suey. Taking them all day. Revenge game, Felipe Franks. 
I don't care that Sam Pittman's not going to be there. Barry Odom's going to lead the boys. This is like the general, like in ancient times, the king's dead, but you everyone trusts the general. Yes, yes. Like they're all, they're all like, let's go avenge him. Let's go out there. And then you got, most importantly, Felipe Franks left the other side to come back here. He's your number three. He's right into battle two. He's going to take down the Gators by himself. Give me the hogs with the points. I'm not laying the money line this week. I'm not that crazy. But give me the hogs. I did not even consider the Felipe Franks angle. I took. I'm, I'm on Arkansas. Kyle Pitts is out. Their number one target. Kyle first Pitts time. is punch drunk still from that hit. Exactly, and he is a very, very like he's an integral part of their offense. They're also coming off like one of the biggest wins in in the la, in the Dan Mullen era. Like them beating Georgia is huge. They hadn't beaten Georgia under Dan Mullen. I, Seventeen and a half points is a lot for an Arkansas team that is just so sound in all phases. They're not great in anything. They're not bad in anything though. They're just sound all over the board. I think Florida just waltzes in here, wins by ten or so. They can win. Half I think asleep, it bounces between I, ten and seventeen, yeah, but never gets never above gets that to mark. Seventeen and a half. I am a little bit worried though. I don't want. I do not want Felipe Franks thinking this is a revenge game because I don't want Felipe Franks getting outside of his comfort zone. I feel like if he thinks it's a revenge game, he's got to like take it under, you know, take it on himself to lead the team to a victory. No, 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 Felipe, you do what you do. You game manage. The defense will do what it does. The, you have enough playmakers around you to run the ball, get you some easy throws. I don't want Felipe Franks to like put the team on his back though. Cause he'll throw four interceptions real quick and go back to Florida, Felipe Franks. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that after this season, the amount of wins, the amount of success, and how much better he's played within himself, I don't think he will revert. That could be an issue. But I think he'll look over there and see the guy who took his job, the coach who came in, kicked him out of his school pretty much, and said, you're not good enough to play for me. And he's got to say, maybe I don't have to make the plays. I just don't have to make the mistakes yeah. either. Hopefully there's no PTSD value of Felipe Franks going back into the swamp either. That could also be an issue. Or just or just in general, Felipe Franks in Gainesville. You never know where his psyche is there going back to the to the forbidden land. Yeah, there might be some outstanding warrants too. We don't know about. Okay, well, let's keep a tickler file on that. But I didn't even consider that. So even without Felipe Franks in a revenge game, I'm still riding with the Hogs. Too many points in a game where Florida has – Probably either still, you know, hung over from last week or looking ahead to next week. Who knows? But we still love the Hogs. They're covering a machine at this point. Final game of the SEC slate, South Carolina traveling to Oxford, Mississippi, 6.30 on SEC Network. Honestly, these times could change based on how many games have been canceled in the SEC. But as of now, 6.30 on the SEC Network, Ole Miss is an 11-point favorite over South Carolina, over-under of 70 and a half. Pullman, 70 and a half. I'll go ahead, since I've teed you up the first two, I'll go ahead and give my pick here. I'm going over here. Lane Kiffin, you're giving him two weeks to prepare an offensive scheme? That is far too many weeks. He is going to going to drive a 50-burger on South Carolina. If A&M and Kellen Mond could drop 41 last week, Kiffin's going to drop 50 this week on them. And that's only needing a – I know South Carolina literally does not have a quarterback. They have no idea who their quarterback is. They're probably going to run the ball a bunch. Ole Miss's defense is not good enough to hold them under 25 to 30 points. So Ole Miss is going to drop a 50-burger. It's going to be in the 80s. This over-under, far too low, Pullman. Yeah, uh, give me the Rebels here. South Carolina has rolled over. They're dead. There's no way you can come back after getting boat raced that bad by A&M. They've quit. Boomer's wife's going to divorce him. Oh, man, I hate to see that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this might be the game that fires them. But also, I'm fading you for your second pick. I'm taking the under here. Mm. I don't think South Carolina's going to score. Dude, Ole Miss's defense, I think little I think they've of the quit. Poor. I think they've quit. 
Uh, maybe that maybe. that looks like a team who quit. But, but the only thing that can get a team to not quit is like going out on the opening drive and scoring a touchdown against a shitty defense. Be like, oh, you know what? Let's have some fun and score some points. Yeah, I I just don't know if the prep's been there. I think there's been rumors swa- uh, swirling around Columbia all week of uh, uh, Boomer getting fired. I think they're going to be true at the end of the season. I definitely think they're going to make a run at Hugh Freeze. But yeah, I, I think the the morale out of Columbia is we're a dog who's rolled over, pet our bellies. Yeah, give me the under and the Rebels. I could see Hugh Freeze working at South Carolina. They they're like a little. They've got like some Ole Miss vibes. We're like they're kind of the scummier version of Ole Miss. Yeah, and like the fan base like doesn't. We don't really have too high of expectations. We just want you to be like competitive and maybe beat the big. Oh, especially with Clemson. Clemson, South Carolina fans saw Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss beat Bama a couple times. They would love to upset Clemson once every, you know, five or six years, and maybe Hugh Freeze is the man to do that, upset specialist. That's it for the SEC slate this week. Pullman, do you have a couple more picks that you want to fire off for us? Yeah, uh, first we'll go independent. This is going to be the wonkiest game I give you all year, and just trust me here. Liberty at home, minus 32.5, hosting Western Carolina. The Catamounts haven't played a game this year. This is free money. They're D1AA. They stink at D1AA. And like I said, they haven't played a game this year. He was going to roll the helmets out and beat them by 70. That's what he likes to do to insuperior FCS opponents. Loves to run the score up on them. So give me give me Hugh and the Liberty Flames here. Back on your bullshit on Liberty. Yeah, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Uh, second game, Pac-12, Washington State, plus 10 at home. They play Oregon close. Also, I want you to play the world's smallest violin for me right here. Um, I was supposed to be at this game this week. I was going to go to Pullman, my hometown, um, see family, friends, and go watch the Cougs. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. with COVID, that can't happen. Yeah, they don't allow people into Washington State these days. Yeah, especially if, uh, if you travel to Mississippi in the last month like I have. I'll give me – I'll fire off a couple early ones here, 11 a.m. on Big Ten Network. Rutgers minus 6.5 over Illinois. Illinois stinks. Illinois is so, so bad. I know this is Rutgers, but give me the Shiano, man. I'll take lay them six and a half over an Illinois team that literally could not care anymore. Also, Wake Forest UNC over also at 11 a.m. over 66. Both these offenses are very fast paced. Sam Howell at North Carolina, Phil Longo, Longo ball chase space. He's going to drop 45. Wake Forest going to keep it close. It's going to be a very high scoring game. I expect in the 70s. It's only at 66 right now. Hop on that over before it gets too high at game time. Uh, okay, my next one. This is my favorite one of the week. This is a money line spread pick. We're taking Boston College here, plus 13 at home against Notre Dame. You're like, Boone, you're crazy. They just beat the best team in the country. They have something on their side that no man has, and that's the red bandana. Uh, Red bandana week celebrating Miles, who was a BC student who lost his life, or uh, alumni who lost his life in 9-11, saving people. This is the week they choose to honor him. They always win on red bandana week. Notre Dame is a fraud. They should not have won that. BC, we are taking you. We are riding with you. You're going to show us this Labor Day week, or not Labor Day, Memorial Day. Veterans Day. Brain fart. I'll let that play. Support the troops. Give me BC. Plus 13 and a half at home and money line. Also, I'm on the same side here. Notre Dame coming off a hangover game. I mean, literally, they played two overtimes at night. Beat won the biggest game in program history, probably, since Brian Kelly's been their coach. Biggest game they've won. So, would very easily see that being a hangover here in Boston College. The 13 will be covered. 
the money line will be close enough that you will have wished you bet it if you didn't. So let's hop right on with the red bandana game. Support the troops. Let's go out there, BC, and kick some Catholics' ass. Not in front of Touchdown Jesus either. He won't be there to protect you. And, and let's just remember the ultimate. This is celebrating Wells Crowder, one of the greatest men ever to live. Yep. Great, great lacrosse player, too. Shout out you, looking down. More important than Touchdown Jesus looking down. And Absolute I got tribute. two more picks out of the state of Indiana. Give them to you both real quick. Hoosiers, minus seven. Book it. They're beating Michigan State. Purdue, plus three against Northwestern. Uh, I don't know why that line exists. Purdue's going to boat race them. Purdue's kind of good. Purdue's really good. They got the top receiver in college football right now. Yeah. Um, give me Purdue. Oh, Purdue plus three at home, too. Big thing. Those are my picks. Those are the locks. I'm going to keep winning you money. And more importantly, though, we got a very, very good segment coming up here. We're drafting season one characters from the OC. Thank you for that teaser. Let me give you the rest of my locks, however. Oh, well, I forgot you picked two. I also I thought, pick on this I podcast. Thought you just, I thought this isn't I a Pullman. Picked. Yeah, Pullman Profiteer six and four plus ten units last week. This is my podcast now. No, no, no. I've got some stats for you here, people at home. Pack twelve. So everyone knows Pack twelve kicked off last week. However, not every team played on opening weekend. So I have a little juicy stat. It's there's been forty games so far this year that apply to this. So with COVID, teams playing their first game of the season have gone 68% against the spread versus teams playing their second game of the season. So you think some of the Pac-12 teams played last week. This is their second game. The teams that haven't played, there's no tape out on them. They got to get an extra week of prep for these teams. They're 68% against the spread over a 40-game span this year. I feel like this year is the only year this would apply. That applies to Arizona this week, Cal, Utah, and Washington. I'll say that again. We are taking Arizona... Cal, Utah, and Washington in the Pac-12 because they're on their first games against teams that are in their second games. Also, I'm riding Oregon until they die. Oregon is minus 10 against Washington State. Pullman Profiteers team, sorry about it. Oregon's class of the big of the Pac-12, like I said, until the line started adjusting to, to reference that, to depict how much better they are than the rest of their opponents, I'm going to lay the point. So at least for these first two or three weeks, they boat raced the shit out of Stanford last week. They were only like eight-point favorites. Ten points is not nearly enough in Pullman. They're going to run them out of the building at 6 o'clock on Fox. So minus 10, Oregon, Pac-12 specialist here with that extra little juicy nugget I dropped 68%. So, Pullman, those are our locks of the week. Let's get straight into our Mount Rushmore. Yee-yee! So welcome into the first, the inaugural Pick Your Poison Mount Rushmore. We are doing the OC season one, only season one. Don't get, don't get to your high horses here. Only doing season only one. Only season years. one. Twenty episodes in, so we know that cutoff. Like there's a very weird line for the cutoff. But do not try to look past that. You hear that, Pick Your Poison listeners? This is a first time appearance from Kaylin, our special guest for this segment here for our, this special Mount Rushmore. So we will get right into it. DOC Season 1 Characters, Mount Rushmore. Kaylin, you as a guest are first up. Who is your first pick? Wow, okay, thanks. So I'll give this character a little background, see if you can guess it. He offers essential comedic relief when things get too cheesy, like right on the brink when you think you can't even watch another second. And it gets a little too serial. Ugh, like something just so cheesy is about to happen. 
and he says a one-liner that I just swoon. Seth Cohen is definitely my number one pick. Mm. Uh, I don't even have to go into that, like. That, I feel like that comes back from the the first time ooh. you ever watched this. Maybe like back in the day, and you had maybe a little little swoony. The maybe Kalen's first ever. You might have sold your heart first. Yeah. Definitely. There's no denying. He's <laughs> my first crush. Biggest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a great pick. A great first pick. Seth He's Cohen. essential. Very, very funny. Pullman, go ahead. Uh, number two in the draft. I'm taking, I think, the most valuable. Sandy Cohen. He is <laughs> the GOAT. Honestly, I think he, all of Seth's great qualities come from him. Hilarious timing. The Bronx bit is great. Him being the poor guy, always bringing it up, rubbing his neighbor's nose. Like, I'm better than all you. His eyebrows kind of match mine. Love it. Also, the surfer vibe. Yeah, honestly. 10 out of 10 character. The the dynamic between him and the father-in-law, pristine. He just shoves it in his father-in-law's face that he can own him at any moment in time. It is, it is, it is honest. It's admirable and also, like, jealousy. Yeah. Uh, back-to-back picks here for me with Snake Draft. I'm going with Luke Ward, Marissa's... <laughs> Original boyfriend who then, in the the, goat. so far this season, he has wrangled the cougar and has reeled in Marissa's mother. So in this first season, he has not only snared the tigress, Marissa, has snared the mama tiger, <laughs> Teresa? Is that her name? I don't know. Either Kirsten. way. Kirsten. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Marissa's mom. Oh, Julie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 uh, swung on both ends of that sword. So Luke is my numero uno pick. Number two, the guy that just starts every fight, Ryan. Mm. He literally just dominates everyone. And he, I've seen maybe seven episodes. He's fought everyone in every episode. He literally cannot go 60 minutes of a show without punching someone in the face. So I respect that. My number two pick, Ryan. He is a straw that stirs the drink. I respect that pick. Next pick, I'm going to go with great character. Great character development already. Summer Roberts. Mm. Fuck you, God. She, All my picks are gone. I mean, Pullman. She is oh, the goat. I thought I'd be able to snag her late. Oh. Some ebbs and flows, but honestly, not that many that many lows. She's great all around. Like, the, the, like I said, great character development already. Love her to death. Shout out her character, loving all awkward, weird dudes. I'm sure that hit a lot of people when they watch this first at age 12. <laughs> We'll go back, snake draft, Kaylin. Okay, well, I didn't want to have to do this, but... Are you going to draft your least favorite character? Yeah, I I am right now because it's what I have to do, but Marissa Cooper is going to be my number two pick. Okay. Let it be known she's a character. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I was going to literally let her ride (laughs) off into the sunset. I was going to, too, but, I mean, y'all picked... Y'all did what I had to do, so it's Marissa. She's... The worst protagonist in the history of protagonist. I don't want to root for her, but here we go. There you go. Coming back around. Kaylin, you, you, one go, more. you go one more. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um, Anna. I don't know if a lot of y'all remember her by name, but she is Seth's little fling of the moment, short, blonde, pixie cut. She kind of makes Seth realize that Seth needs to be with Summer, and for that, I appreciate Anna. Like, there would be no Seth Cohen and Summer without Anna making. I Seth feel like realizes. I would like Anna he more. He turned the corner because of it. Because of her, but also her voice. Some better voice. Just oh, kind of, it's awful. It's, it's awful. terrible. It's terrible. I can't. It's I, I can't deal with bad, it. Bad. Also, she's also uh, on um, Entourage. Entourage. She's on. She's yep. another character. There's like ten characters in the show. That's I'd on like Entourage. to pause that. I think the only reason that 
y'all are watching this with me is because is there's because so many Entourage crossover characters. Yeah, we've actually watched every Entourage episode so much it's become a game. I watched us. the yep. Entourage documentary and saw how many characters were also on the OC. I was like, well, that has to be a good show. There's so, so many Entourage that's why characters they started on this. Exactly. They're all great actors. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, back to Pullman. Wow, this next one, it could be slightly controversial. I don't care. I love him to death. Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> He is the most likable person. He's just he. I've never met a thief more likable. But geez, he is he's that man. Um, the it's like again, someone great character arc redemption, the restaurant business. Yeah, him flirting with the aunt. Everything about him, great wholesome man. Besides, he might make out with your lawyer's wife or your best friend's wife, but. Hey, that's Jimmy Cooper for you. Yeah, I feel like he's also like right down middle America, just like every man's man, you know, makes a few mistakes every now and then, means well, good dad, but, you know, sometimes falls over backwards on himself in a trading scandal. Yeah, it happens. So now I get I get two picks in a row, and that'll round out my mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Got to think about this for a second. Um, off the top, I'm going with Oliver. Oliver, the crazy man, the wild man, the wild card. He's a psychopath. He's a complete sociopath, but he pro- he provides a lot of entertainment in that middle part of the season when it gets a little off kilter. I don't know what he's doing. I liked him honestly. We said better. We, it, the show jumped the shark for a bit. It re-jumped it back, but that was a wild moment. Yeah, we, we you needed him him in there to I don't know do a shock wave into the system. He was honestly the best when he was. You first met him, and he was in the like psych ward or in the. Mm-hmm. She's they're basically oh, yeah. in a mental Psychi- institution. Yeah, they're in like a outside of like a mental inst- or psychiatrist office or something, and he like diagnoses her on the spot. That was my favorite character. He gets a little off the rails at the end <laughs> when he tries to pull out a gun and like shoot someone or something. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. He's still electric for the honestly bang for your buck. He's only in like three episodes, but still pretty electric. I'm gonna round out my Mount Rushmore with. Hmm. You you want to put him on the X? Give, give him a countdown from five. Who's the who's the uh, who did who did Luke who did Luke get with? Who's the mother? Julie. 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 I'll, take Julie. Ah, I'll right. round out the the, the love triangle. I'll, I'll round out the love triangle just to bring Luke and and Julie even back closer to each other. That's my last pick. That'll round out my route Rushmore. Route Mount Rushmore. This is really hard. There's a great character left. I can't leave her on the board. She's great. The couple, I'm going to bring him, Kirsten Cohen, all time. She's a goat. Business, like, kills it in business, kills it in the mother game. A little, a little cold around at the beginning. She, was, she seemed like she might have been the protagonist. No, no, no. Great character. Lover. Has she ever, done anything, has she ever done anything together. funny, though? Not yet. She can't cook. But let's. That's that's, that's the bit. That's the whole bit right now. But. And it adds a lot of dynamic to this point between the relationship between her father and her husband. Yeah, y'all so just hold on for her. Give me Kirsten. There is more to come. I'm gonna round out my. That's my route. Rushmore, the greatest out of all three of us. I'm gonna say it. No chance. No chance. We'll leave it up to the listeners. Okay. Kaylin, so finish us off. Here's my last two. Um, Haley. Um, I think it's your last one, right? Yeah, I've got. Wait, you have first. One so you have one two. more. You have one more. Oh, okay. Decide. So, wow, that changes things. I'm still going to go with Haley Nickel. And you might not know her name off the top of your head, but it is Kirsten's, um, like, hot younger sister who just shows up out of nowhere to get a check from her dad, and then she just kind of travels the world after she gets money from the bald, crazy grandpa guy, who one of y'all have already claimed. Um, Haley 
I like her character. She doesn't mean a whole lot. She comes in, she makes some drama, she stirs things up, and then she leaves once she gets her money. I respect yeah. that. I do respect that. I like that about her. And then you, they find her at a strip club later, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. a stripper. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she is a the stripper. The LA episode. Love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. She does become a stripper. So that's it. That's the Mount Rushmore. We will tweet these out and then put a poll out to see who actually wins between Pullman, Bagman, and Kaylin, our special guest. So thanks, Kaylin, for your time here on the podcast for our special Mount Rushmore. Pullman, let's finish this off with a couple of Masters picks. Mm. Oh, I, who you I, got? Oh, I, I gave mine out. Give me, give me, give me one of the of the favorites that you think is going to win, and then a couple long shots. Rory and Charles Howell the third. Chucky three sticks. Hundred one odds. Give him. Give me the goat, Brooks. He's an absolute meat hammer. He's gonna drive him down. He's gonna drive it with Bryson. Him, the fact that Bryson is getting so much attention is only pissing Brooks off even more. I'll take Brooksy at like nine to one, ten to one, and then I'll also take. My guy, Lil Zan, Xander Shoffley. Give me him a long shot. He's like 45 to 1. Give me Lil Zan, Shoffley to win. Love them both. Pullman, any closing thoughts? Play the song.